person that will be baptized today? Can we just give God praise and celebrate this wonderful opportunity? What a blessed delight it is for us to be in the house of the Lord. The Lord continues to add to the church daily as the Lord see fit, and it's something that we should never, ever take for granted. Thank you uh, to all of those who have prepared us for this moment. We're getting ready to engage in the act of baptism, but before we do that, let me just state that, of course, we're still in uh, dealing with COVID, and I am so appreciative, so appreciative of you all following our protocols. As we continue to um, move along, we will be expanding our seating capacity over the next several weeks, which means that we'll be allowing more people to come, but we're going to continue to wear our mask while we're in the, the sanctuary. Going to continue to wear our mask while we're in the sanctuary, um, just for safety, just for safety's sake, just for safety's sake. Amen. So with that, uh, I wanted to put that out there. And uh, again, the ushers are my extension. The ushers and the deacons are my extension into the congregation. So whatever they ask you to do, please, if you would govern yourselves accordingly, um, so that we can maintain uh, our safety and security during these times. Do me a favor, would you put your hands together as we get ready to baptize Brother Quavis Rudisell. he's coming to be baptized. So Brother Quavis, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And do you still want to be baptized and become part of the St. Paul Baptist Church? Amen. I'm going to ask that if there are any family or friends of Brother Quavis, if you're in the house, would you stand at this time? Any family or friends? Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. So Brother Quavis, Based upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're going to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Based upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this morning we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
right at 10 o'clock. All right, let's get us started. Um, Reverend D'Angelo, uh, he's going to lead us in worship this morning. Good morning, St. Paul. It is truly a blessing to be back in the house of God with each of you this morning. I give God praise for that this morning. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If you know that God has been better to you than you could ever be to yourself, give God some praise. If you know that if it had not been for God by your side, you wouldn't have made it out of your yesterday into today, give God some praise. If you know that the God that we serve is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end and everything in between, give God some praise. If you know that there's an earth, wind, and fire style party going down in Zion for you and for me, give God some praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If you're already fiddling your heart and your spirit, put your hands together, open your mouth, and join the choir for our opening hymn this morning.
delivered out of darkness. Into the kingdom of his son. Into the kingdom of his son. Forgiven of my sin. Forgiven of my sin. And redeemed through his blood. And redeemed through his blood. Oh yes, oh yes. Oh The kingdom of his son. Into the kingdom of his son. Forgiven of my sin. Forgiven of my sin. And redeemed through his blood. And redeemed through his blood. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This morning, and he started me on my way. And he started me on my way. He gave me health and strength. He gave me health and strength. He let me see another day.
circumcision made in the flesh by hand, that at that time were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and this broken land and the middle wall of separation has been destroyed. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new humanity from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile both to God and one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. 
And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those nearby. For through him we both have access to one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the holy house of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fit together grows into a holy temple to the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your presence in this sacred space, at this sacred time, with your sacred people. And God, we ask this morning that you would crown Dr. Scott from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, God. Deliver a word through him from on high, God. Deliver a word, God, that will remind us that you sit high and look low. Deliver a world of compassion, healing, and restoration. God, deliver a word that will remind us that you can do anything but fail. And at the end of the day, God, just give us enough to keep on keeping on. The name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Spirit, everyone that truly believes, says amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. If you know the Lord has blessed you, can you give God the praise that God so richly and rightfully deserves? What another blessed opportunity for us to be in the house of the Lord one more time. And it's something we don't take for granted. I want to um, give recognition to a new person that we have brought into the family of faith through the ordinance of baptism. I'm going to ask their brother Quavis Rudisell if you will come forth so I can present to you your Bible and your certificate. Can we give God praise as he comes? First of all, my brother, let me say welcome to the family of God here at the St. Paul Baptist Church. It's something we don't take for granted. We are honored that you're able to do life with us and we're able to do life with you. This is a wonderful congregation, wonderful congregation. And so today you celebrate a second birthday. When you're born again, you have two birthdays. And so this is your second birthday. So I want to present to you two things. First of all, your certificate of baptism to let you know that you have been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And here's what I want to impress upon you. You don't ever have to do this again. Okay? All right. It, 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 it tickles me and pains me at the same time when I see folks doing two or three different baptisms. One will suffice. Amen. So you don't ever have to do this again. The second one is that we're also giving to you a Bible. This is considered to be the word of God for your life. I want you to read it. This is yours to mark up. Uh, this is yours to question uh, as well as grow from your own questions that the Lord will answer. So this is your new family. And we're delighted to have you to be a part of our family. He's already gone through CEO. Amen. And so we thank God for you. So I want to present this to you. St. Paul, can we give God praise for our new brother in Christ? Amen. Amen. You may return to your seat. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. That's the real way that the church grows. It really grows through the ordinance of baptism. As we move forward, as far as the rest of our worship experience is concerned, uh, this morning we have a person that is running for a city council in the person of Brother Patrick Cannon. I'm going to ask that he will come. He's going to make uh, uh, brief remarks about his candidacy at this time. St. Paul, God is good, and all the time, God is indeed good. I am Patrick Cannon, coming by way of God's mercy, God's grace. I come as one that is in that number, that have sinned and come short. I come atoning, and I come confessing that Jesus Christ is still Lord. You know, I'm, I'm happy about David facing Goliath. I'm happy about Daniel being in the lion's den. I'm happy about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Because through it all, God was still with them. And through it all, I'd like to believe with you, being with me, that I too can make it through as well. I am running for re-election for Charlotte City Council at large, largely in part because we need leadership that is inclusive. From a diversity standpoint, we need to ensure that things are being administered for all segments and all people of our community. I'm running for re-election because we need leadership that is intentional in simply getting things done. From a mere citizen's service request to the ability to institute policies and uh, impact positive change. I will tell you that no sooner than I came back, I continued to get calls about people just saying that they needed help with this, they needed help with that. And I was like, okay, something's right with this, but then there's something that's wrong with that. Because you have sitting officials that are there to be doing what they're supposed to be doing for our best interest. Why are you calling me? They said, well, it's because we trust that you'll get something done. You can ask representatives like George Dunlap, your member here. You can ask Commissioner Mark Jarrell. You can ask Councilman Greg Phipps, Councilman Malcolm Graham, the office of Alma Adams. But I will tell you that I'm running because of the love that I have for you and the love of our city to get things done. From economic development, as we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, to being about business development as it relates to blue-collar opportunities. You see, we have to have balance in our community. And right now, I believe that there's an imbalance. Relative to public safety, we need to make sure that we're concentrating on re-entry, because I know personally what that looks like and how rough it can be for a man and or a woman coming back into society to right their wrongs. We need to make sure we're concentrating on homicides as well. Also, let's concentrate on housing, making sure we're looking out for our homeless population. They, too, need somebody that's going to be there for their primary care, for their mental health, and any uh, psychotic type of 
struggles that they may be going through. We need also to be addressing gentrification. There are ways to be able to do that. Planning as well as transportation. You all may or may not know that one of the things I instituted happened to be the West Side Strategy Plan. The West Side Strategy Plan happened to be something that concentrated on business development, job creation. It concentrated on bringing about affordable housing. It concentrated on transportation and beautifying our communities. It stretched from here to there, from there to here, and I heard that, so I'm gonna wrap up with, with simply this. Uh, That's my frat brother, I'm trying to help him. He is him. my frat brother. <laughs> I love him too. Y'all give praise for Dr. Scott right now. <laughs> now he would say that's me buying time. Uh, but the Citizens Review Board, when it came to making sure that we were protected, was something that I instituted. And I would simply say this in closing. Uh, I've come this far by faith. Hmm? Leaning on the Lord and trusting in his holy word. I'm coming this far by faith in hopes that I can have your support as we run for Charlotte City Council at large for somebody who is result-oriented and can just simply make sure that our interest is looked after. Please remember, early voting begins April 28th, so get out there, exercise your right, if not for me, for the person that will best represent your interests. Thank you and God bless. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Let me, let me, let me just say, and, and I want to say this, and I'm not endorsing anybody from the pulpit or anything of that sort, but when uh, Brother Cannon called me uh, last week, he said, you know, I'm running, so-and-so, so-and-so. And I basically said, well, come on and give your spiel. Um, he has paid his debt to society. And uh, I believe in redemption and second chances. That's for you all to decide how you want to flow, because I can't vote in the election. I don't live in Charlotte. But uh, you can make that choice and you can make that decision. So, Brother Cannon, thank you so much for coming by and sharing uh, your insight and your platform, and we wish you the best of luck. Amen. Amen. Do we have the video ready? All right. It's that time for March Gladness 2022, a three-night revival, March the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at 7 p.m. each night. This year, we welcome from Jacksonville, Florida, Bishop Rudolph McKissick Jr. My name call. I don't need a shout out. I don't need a post on Facebook. I don't need them to tell nobody my name. My joy will be knowing that the Lord used me to help them start their business, to help them get their marriage together, to help their child get back on the right track, to help them fill their joy back up. God, just yeah, any way you want to use me. Anyway, you want to use me, God. And then we welcome from Decatur, Georgia, the Reverend Dr. Cynthia we Hale. still need to let this light shine so that others will see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. You see, people recognize who God is by looking at us. Just like Jesus walked the earth and gave evidence of a good God, a God who cared about people, a compassionate God, a loving and kind God. That's the kind of God they ought to see in us when they see us coming they may not want to deal with us, but they will be attracted to the goodness of God that is in us and shows through us and draws them to people who have not wanted to be and your finally, friend. we welcome from Louisville, Kentucky, Reverend Dr. F. 
Bruce Williams. One another the truth about your life. Because if you don't know, there might be somebody waiting to hear their story come out of your mouth. And if he did it for you, if he raised you, if he saved you, if he healed you, if he anointed you, if he picked you up, if he turned you around, if he placed your feet on solid ground, if he forgave you and he's feeling you and he's using you, then somebody... Mark's Gladness is a revival that you do not want to miss. You can register now on Eventbrite to attend in person or make plans to join us virtually on all of our streaming platforms. We look forward to worshiping with you March the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at 7 o'clock p.m. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. I want to encourage you to do, 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 do us this favor. We would love to have for as many of you all to join us in person. We're going to start promptly at 7 o'clock, try to be done between 8.15 and 8.30, get the preachers up so that they can share the word that the Lord has laid on them. We would love for you to join us in person, but if you can't join us virtually, I guarantee you're going to get a rhema word, an appropriate word from the Lord for this season in your life. We have what I consider to be Hampton Ministers Conference on display here at St. Paul, and you're going to have some of God's most gifted preachers that's going to share. So join us starting Tuesday night through Thursday night. We're going to get you in, have a good time, get you out in time to make sure that you will have uh, as much time to get rest on uh, that night. I also just want to mention that Kaya Charlotte is taking place instead of on Wednesday. It's going to be on Tuesday, March the 29th at 7 o'clock p.m. This uh, month, Kaya is doing a collaborative event with our social justice ministry honoring Women's Month. It's going to take place on the last Tuesday of this month, March 29th at 7 o'clock instead of on Wednesday. So there's going to be an interactive conversation on social justice issues and concerns that impact black women with a panel consisting of Dorothy Count Scoggins, First Lady Pierce Scott, uh, Sister Lisa Murray, Dr. Sherelle Fuller, uh, Sister Ashley Jones Rozier, and hosted by Minister Erica Minor. And Reverend D'Angelo Dia and I, we will chime in and share brief comments, but our sisters are going to run Kaya. So join us on our various platforms for that wonderful sharing. Just also want to mention that, of course, we have started back our youth worship impact. And for those families who have dropped off your children and youth to attend our impact worship service in the youth sanctuary, please note that you will be required to exit this building through the front doors and then walk outside to the front doors of the youth sanctuary. That's where you'll be able to pick up your child for COVID reasons. Uh, we don't want you to walk through the interior corridors that's connecting the building to pick them up. Exit the building, walk outside to the doors of the youth sanctuary, and your child will be waiting for you. Just want to stress one more thing that starting the first Sunday in April, we're going to be making some shifts in our COVID safety policies. We're going to increase our seating capacity to move our spacing to three feet of distance between individuals or the same or the same household. So instead of six feet, we're going to move to three feet to accommodate a few more people. We're going to stop requiring online and in-person registration to attend our worship services. 
but we will continue to wear a mask inside the building and we will continue to conduct temperature checks, which basically means that if your temperature is in the red zone, we're going to ask that you not come in because if you have a fever, that means you got an infection and we don't want you to make anyone else sick. And here's the other thing I want to stress that if you don't feel well, now, I'm not talking about dealing with allergies and stuff like that, because how many of y'all knows is running like a faucet like mine right now? Amen. Uh, it's that time of the, of the year, uh, and folks going to be sneezing and noses running, and you don't have COVID. It's allergies. Uh, however, if you don't feel well, if you don't feel well, and that's why we're still wearing masks, but if you don't feel well, stay home, check us out online, listen to our services on our phone live streaming number. And we, we strongly recommend, again, we strongly recommend, again, we strongly recommend that you get vaccinated. That you get vaccinated. You get boosted. St. Paul, I'm here to let you know, I just read in the news that Moderna's probably going to be coming with a fourth booster shot. Guess what? As soon as they come out, I'm getting it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get as many boosters as they tell me. I'm going to be the boosted preacher. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm getting as many booster shots as I need so that I can remain uh, healthy and to keep you safe. So here at St. Paul, we got weekly vaccinations uh, in March. Uh, we got a vaccination clinic from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the gym. No appointment is necessary. Uh, we got uh, first time shots, yes, uh, second time and boosters for all three vaccines. So if you haven't been vaccinated, we want to encourage you, please, ma'am, please, sir, get vaccinated. Amen? Amen. Get vaccinated. Let me say that one more time for the Holy Ghost. Get vaccinated. All right? As we move forward, as far as our worship service is concerned, we're getting ready to transition to prayer. And we want to lift up the family of disciple Sister Geraldine Wilson, the grandmother of Sister Carisha Brown. Those services are pending. We want to lift up the family of Sister Disciple Betty Rose Gaddy, the sister of Deacon Ethelene Powell, Minister Lanzetta Gaddy, Brother Jimmy Gaddy, and Brother Philip Gaddy. Those services were here yesterday uh, at St. Paul. And we also want to continue to lift up the family of Disciple Brother Kevin Stroud, the father of Disciple Sister Sheena Baker and Shamara Baker. His services were this past Tuesday here at the church. And we want to lift up the family of Brother Ramsey Baldwin, the stepson of Disciple Sister Lula McCullough. Um, we want to keep those families lifted up in prayer. I'm going to ask that uh, Reverend D'Angelo Dia will come and uh, take us to the throne of grace as far as this prayer time is concerned. And if you have a prayer concern, uh, you can whisper it to the Lord. How many of y'all believe that God not only hears our prayers, but God answers our prayers? Amen. Go ahead, Reverend. Let us go to God in prayer. God, we come to you as humbly as we can this morning, God, saying thank you for another day, God. Thank you, God, for another day that we don't deserve, but you've given to us anyway. God, we thank you for the many blessings seen and unseen, God. God, we thank you for another Sunday, a Sunday that we don't deserve, a Sunday that we're bound to make a mistake, God, but you abundantly love us regardless. God, thank you for another Women's History Month. God, thank you for every woman that have served this congregation, God. God, thank you for every woman that have served this broken nation, God, in spite of the opposition. 
God, for their tenacity, for their resilience, for their wisdom, for their sacrifice and labor, God, we say thank you. God, thank you for every pastor that has served this congregation past and present, God. God, for them standing in the gap, God, for them being ambassadors of your grace and everlasting love, God, we say thank you. God, thank you for every ministry in this congregation that continues to do the work of kingdom building in spite of this pandemic, God. God, thank you for this choir and the ushers this morning, God. God, thank you for common sense. God, thank you for a vaccine. God, thank you for shelter, for food, for water, for fresh air, and God, for those that are without those basic needs, God. God, we ask that you would show up in a mighty way in their lives, God. God, we ask that you would multiply our storehouse so that we can be the servants that you have called us to be, God. God, this morning I ask that you would give us a reminder, God, of the redemptive power of prayer, studying your word, sleep, rest, meditation, God, our joy, God. Give us a reminder, God, of radical black joy, God. And for those that may be suffering this morning, God, be it in their bodies, their minds, or their spirits, God, I ask that you would renew and restore their joy, God. I can't say it enough, God. Restore our joy. Restore our radical joy, God. In the name of the Father, the Son, the blessed Holy Spirit, everyone that truly believes says amen. Amen. If you believe that God is answering your prayer, can you give God praise? Amen. At this time. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Dia. Sisters and brothers, it is offering time. It is offering time. It is offering time. Um, let me try that one more time. It's offering time. Amen. What a blessed joy it is for us to partner with our God through uh, the worship act of giving. And as we prepare to give, um, I want to stress that there are several ways that you can give here at St. Paul. The first way you could give is by either mailing a check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte 28205, or you can drop off check cash or money order at the church. However, if you decide to do that, call the church office first to make sure someone is here at 704-334-5309. The second way you can give is through uh, our website, uh, through uh, Church Life or ACS. And the third way you could give is through GiveLify. Uh, if you don't have that uh, app on your smart device, download it to your smart device, connect to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks you can give. If you have a physical offering here in the church, there's a basket on the row in front of you. And at the appropriate time after prayer, you can place your offering in that basket. Our receiving team and ushers will receive that offering and they will take it to the appropriate place to be counted. So however you're going to give today, if you would do me this favor, if, you are, if you're able, place it in your right hand and let's lift it to the heavens because we want to give God what's right, not what's left. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, in the name of your son, Jesus, we are most like you when we give for you gave your son to this world. And as we prepare to give, oh God, for those of us who are practicing the discipline of tithes and offerings, I thank you for them. For those, oh God, who may not be giving tithes and offerings, but trying to give something, Lord, continue to enhance and increase their faith. God, for those who feel like they don't have to give anything, I pray you will convict them that they can't beat you giving no matter how hard they try. 
And then, God, for those that have stepped over from just giving tithes and offerings to giving what I call graceful giving, God bless them in an astounding and bountiful way. We don't give because we're looking for something. We give because we know we're already blessed. Take these offerings of ours, multiply them in a Godful way so that your word, your witness, and your work through the tribe of St. Paul will continue to go forward and have impact in this community, city, state, country, and world. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let every heart that you believe say amen. Amen. If, there's a, if you have a physical offering, just place it in the basket that is closest to you. Amen. And we thank God for your wonderful contribution.
Y'all not clapping like he's your all. Let me try that one more time. You're not acting like he's your all. He's whatever you need him to be, whenever you need him to be it. choir for for really reminding us our reason for getting together and that is to celebrate the God that is all. Amen. I want to, um, I did not finish my sermon from last week, so I want to uh, go back to that uh, Galatians chapter 3. Verse 26 through 29, as we continue this series of sermons on the scripture in the 1619 project, talking about race today. And last week, the sermon was Jesus Christ, the game changer. Jesus Christ, the game changer. And so I want to read Galatians 3 26 through 29 again for your hearing. And it reads like this, for you are all sons, and if I could include daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. And there is neither male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. Something about Jesus, ain't it? Something about Jesus. Uh, Jesus Christ, he changed the game for for all of us. As as I continue to our sermon from last week and we'll finish it up today, I want to remind you why Jesus Christ entered the human predicament in the first place. It is to redeem us from our sins and to help us reclaim our pre-fallen existence. Prior to sin, we had great relationship with God and with each other. But because of sin, we now find ourselves dealing with dysfunctional, disordered, and distorted relationships. We have moved from this idea of partnership and collaboration with God and one another to utilitarian methods and power dynamics that tend to be the foundation of many of our relationships. In other words, so many of us try to use God and each other to boost our prestige, our position, and our prominence in society. And unfortunately, this has brought about distortions To the point where people are described in terms of economics. Terms like the bottom line and human capital and profit margins. This led to slavery 
in the human equation. This led to treating women less than equal. And this also perpetuated the idea of racial and ethnic superiority. Unfortunately, in 2022, we are still dealing with the various isms. And the big three are racism, sexism, and classism. This unholy trinity has produced hell and havoc in this country and around this globe. American slavery is considered to be the worst form of slavery in all of human history, but it has its foundations in racism. And as I shared on last week, racism is really a new world phenomena. New world phenomena meaning that racism really came into existence around the 13-1400s with the emphasis of the slave trade. And with the emphasis of the slave trade, the color of one's skin became uh, what I would call the identifying mark for whether or not a person would be enslaved. When you read the Bible, you will not see the idea of racism in the Bible because back during biblical antiquity, there was no such thing as racism, but people were discriminated and oppressed because of their ethnicity. Jew and Gentiles oppressed each other. Uh, Various countries oppressed each other because of ethnicity. Women, and we're celebrating Women's Month uh, this month of March, women still continue to be treated as unequal to men when it comes to pay and opportunity. Still a whole lot of glass ceilings that need to be broken. And I ain't gonna lie, I'll be glad when one day this country will have enough gall and gumption to elect a woman as president of the United States. But beside racism and sexism, the big one is classism. And that is a brooding powder keg in this country, and I would dare say even around the globe. There is so much in the culture, in the world, which creates division until you wonder what can close the gap and help heal the split. I contend that our relationship with the crucified, risen, and ascended, and soon returning King Jesus Christ should transform and redeem how we relate to each other, regardless of gender, class, race, or ethnicity. I consider my sisters and brothers Jesus to be the ultimate game changer in all of creation because his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension has created a cataclysmic shift in all relationships. This is why Paul is trying to get the church folks at Galatia to appreciate and understand. He wants them to know that your faith in Jesus and him alone is more than sufficient for you to have a relationship with God as your father. Paul wants the Galatians to understand that their faith in Christ has given them a relationship with the best that God has to offer. In other words, after Jesus, there is nothing. And it doesn't get any better than Jesus. And I would dare say that even in today's culture, that we got to be careful of what I would call syncretism. That 
we now have a culture that think you need Jesus plus something else. That you need Jesus plus crystals. That you need Jesus plus some weed. Uh, that, 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 that you need Jesus plus Buddha. But I'm here to let you know that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Because what I want you to understand that God came in the form of Jesus to offer us the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the power of God, the forgiveness of God, and the person of God. This is based upon, hear me beloved, our faith in Christ. Not our works, not our church attendance, not our politics, not our money, not our family background, not even our church affiliation. I've lived long enough and I've pastored long enough and I've been in Christ long enough to understand that every tub has to sit on its own bottom. That mama and daddy can't answer to God for me. That you and I got to answer to God for ourselves. I'm trying to help somebody here. It is faith that makes us children of God. Paul wants the Galatians to understand how their faith, not the law, not the Torah, makes them acceptable to God. I don't know about anybody else, but y'all, I am hallelujah happy and Jesus joyful about that. Aren't you glad that your relationship with God isn't predicated upon you keeping 613 to 616 different laws? Because if that was the case, none of us would have a relationship with God because back then it was the belief that if you broke one of the law, you broke the entire law. Jesus has entered into the human predicament has made a significant change in how you and I refer to God and how you and I worship God, how we deal with our enemy and how we love and deal with one another. Jesus, God in the flesh. Jesus, the one who was sent by God to redeem humanity from sin, shame, and suffering. Jesus, the one who took our place on an old rugged hill called Calvary. Jesus, the one who knew no sin that became sin that you and I might be able to put on the righteousness of God. He has changed the game forever. Paul wants it known that when a person is in Christ, something has got to change. When you and I are in Christ, folks ought to see a shift in our lives. That there ought to be a shift in how we think and how we talk and how we walk and how we love and how we deal with our friends and how we tolerate our enemies. Something must shift in our reality when we let the real game changer take over our lives. And so I just want to raise this question. Do you really believe that Jesus can change the game in your life? That Jesus can take you from losing because of sin to winning because of him. I just want to share with you how is it that Jesus changes the game in our life. And I share with you one thing from last week and I just want to reiterate right now that first of all, Jesus upgrades our spiritual status with God. 
That when you look at verses 26 and 27, you'll see it starts off for in Christ Jesus. Those words are very profound. Those words are very insightful. Those words carry great weight for in Christ Jesus. If you would take notice, there is a positional shift for anyone who's willing to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. For if you are in Christ, then you are spiritually in God. And if you are spiritually in God, that means that whatever comes your way, it cannot defeat you because you're no longer in the culture. You are in Christ, which means you are in God. And if you know anything about being in God, you know that God cannot lose. We are not around Christ. We are in Christ. And you all, I have learned to shout on prepositional phrases. Now, I'm not trying to teach any English or anything like that, but the word around and the word in are prepositional phrases that describes where a noun can be located, which means that I'm not around Christ, which means that I'm just not in the presence of Christ, but I am in Christ. And, and if I am in Christ, then I am in I am in righteousness. I am in mercy. I am in grace. I am in healing. I am in liberation. I am in redemption. And I'm in transformation. But not only has my status changed, but guess what? Who my parents are have changed. Uh, who my daddy is has changed. Because Paul says, you are all children of God through faith. This means, beloved, that Jew and Gentile, white and black, young and old, rich and poor, male and female, educated and undereducated and uneducated, have been given a new spiritual status as children of God. And I don't know about anybody else, but that means that first of all, all of us, regardless of our station in life, have the same human predicament. Can I tell y'all what that human predicament is? All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which means that at Calvary, all of us are on equal footing, which means that all of us need a savior to save us from our sins. And who is it that does the saving? It is none other than Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? Let me, if I could, give you a brief theological, Christological lesson. God only has one son, Jesus Christ, who is co-equal, co-eternal, and co-existent with God the Father. In other words, Jesus was not made Jesus was not created. Jesus has always existed with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Now, can I tell you all that Trinity is hard to understand because it is the ultimate mystery in all of creation. In other words, Trinity was never meant to be understood because that which you can understand, you can control. Trinity was meant to be believed, predicated upon our faith. Which means that when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ becomes our brother, God becomes our father, the Holy Spirit becomes our God. Now, 
here is the shout of this portion because what blesses me is that while I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity that when I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior God adopts me into his family Somebody getting ready to shout real good on this. And according to the Roman custom, that when it came to adoption, the adopted child had major significance in the family. It is because the adopted child, check this out, was chosen by the parent. I'm getting ready to bless somebody quick, fast, in a hurry. See, when you have a natural child, you can't choose how that child comes out. But when you adopt somebody, you have the choice on whether you want to accept them or not. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm trying to let somebody know right now that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are adopted into the family of God. When you are adopted into the family of God, that means you are chosen. And if you are chosen, God ain't going to unchoose you. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but somebody needs to be reminded of the fact that when you are saved, God ain't going to unsave you. He doesn't take his salvation away. Y'all, can I give God a praise right now? Because in spite of who I am, I'm chosen. In spite of my shortcomings, I'm chosen. In spite of the color of my skin, I'm chosen. Sisters, despite your gender, you are chosen. Brothers, despite how you look, you are chosen. It doesn't matter how educated you are. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. It doesn't matter what kind of community you live in. I'm here to remind somebody right now, lift up your head straighten up your back square your shoulders why because God is your father Jesus is your elder brother the Holy Ghost is your comforter why because you are chosen and if you know you're chosen you ought to give God praise chosen yeah I'm chosen I'm, I'm chosen. So, so he upgrades, he upgrades, he upgrades, he upgrades, he upgrades my status. But not only does he upgrade my status, but, but because, because, because Jesus is a game changer, Jesus, check this out, removes the hierarchical distinctions among us. Huh? Here it is. In other words, because he's the game changer, what he does is he takes away the cultural power dynamics that govern our relationships. All right, okay, can, 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 can I teach just a little? Can I teach just a little? Uh, when you look at verse 28, and I want to recite it in the original Greek form as translated into English, he lists three things he said that are hierarchical, or superior positions in society. The Jews thought they were better than the Greeks. The free knew they were better than slave. And men just knew they were better than female. And, 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 and here's the crazy prayer that the male Jew every now and then would pray. This is what it would say. Blessed Lord God of the universe, I thank you for not making me a foreigner, a slave, or a woman. What kind of prayer is that? That is a xenophobic 
arrogant and misogynistic prayer to the God of the universe who is not any of this. God loves those who are different from you. I need to remind somebody right now, you think that God loves only folks who look like you, think like you, act like you, talk like you, walk like you. No, God loves folks who are different from you. Hallelujah. God loves folks who are downtrodden. God loves folks who are oppressed. And God loves sisters. When you look at the human predicament, these positions of hierarchy have created havoc for humans. Uh, Jew over Gentile, free over slave, man over woman. And unfortunately, these hierarchical distinctions came into existence because of sin. That when you read in Genesis chapter 3, that when God started issuing curses, one of the curses was that woman's des desire would be for her husband and he would rule over her. Read Genesis chapter 3. I'm telling you Bible. That is not God's intent, but that's a consequence because of sin. I'm going somewhere with this. So whenever a man walks around talking about, I want to be head of the house. I want to be head of my woman. You ain't doing nothing but repeating the consequence of sin. What Jesus does is that Jesus said, because when you let me in your life, all this power dynamic stuff has got to go. Because what sin has done, it has created superior power dynamics to the point where it distorts relationship because somebody got to be on top and somebody is on the bottom. And the person that's on the top want to stay on the top. And the person that's on the bottom want to get to the top. So Paul cuts across these distinctions because he says in Christ, the power dynamics no longer exist. I'm going somewhere with this. Now, now I, I really want you to understand how Paul wrote this in the original Greek. Paul wants us to understand that when you are in Christ Jesus, you don't stop being white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, indigenous, or any other race. When you are in Christ, you don't stop being rich, you don't stop being poor, you don't stop being a male, and you don't stop being a female. But the power of the superior position no longer has validity in the body of Christ because all of us are in need of a savior. No, notice, notice how Paul writes this. Notice how Paul writes this. Paul says, and, 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 and I, I know I read in the New King James Version, but when you read it in the original Greek, again, you got you to gotta watch the language because the language is so important. The language really determines how you properly interpret it. And when I read in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, which is the original translation of the Hebrew and the Greek into today's language, this is how it reads. It says uh, that there is uh, neither Jew nor Gentile. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male and female. Ooh, did you catch that? 
Did you catch that? Uh, there is neither Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. Ooh, conjunction, junction, what's your function? When you look at the word and, the word and, the word and, and the word or, those are conjunctions. They are used to link opposite alternatives. The word or is a conjunction that is used to link an alternative. The word and is a conjunction used to connect the same parts of speech to be taken together. Here's what Paul is trying to say. A Jew can do without a Gentile. A slave can do without a master. But a man can't do without a woman. I'm trying to help the saints, y'all, because you got to understand that in today's culture, we got all kind of stuff that's going on. And God wants us to understand that if you're going to resemble me, it still takes a man and a woman to produce life. Do I need to talk basic sexual biology with y'all? You can't produce a life without a sperm and an egg regardless of how you want to practice your sexuality. And I ain't bashing. Don't get it twisted. I'm not bashing anybody. I am not homophobic. But I still maintain that if I got two gay brothers, you still need to go find an egg if you want to have a child. If I got two lesbian sisters, you need to go find somebody with a sperm if you're going to have a child. Man can't do it without woman, and woman can't do it without man. <laughs> so, so, am, am I making any sense? Am I making any sense? I, 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 I don't sound mean, do I? I ain't bashing nobody. Don't, don't, don't go put on Facebook. Cause you know we got some folks, y'all put some crazy stuff on Facebook and I ain't even say that. Don't go put on Facebook, Pastor. Cause, cause I got, listen, listen, I ain't gonna do like typical white folks that talk about, well, you know, I got some friends who are black. No, I got family members that are gay. And I love them. I may not necessarily agree with how they want to live their life, but I love them. I got family members that are lesbian. And I love them. I even got those that are struggling with what their sexual identity going to be. And I love them. But I want you to understand, I could be loving without agreeing how you want to carry out your life. All I'm trying to say is, and this is what pains me about the black church, all I'm trying to let y'all know is, we got them in the church. I ain't going to put them out the church. I'm going to love them. I'm going to pastor them. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to let God do what God wants to do with them. Just know where I stand on the issue. You know, y'all, y'all, you know, church folk crazy. Find out somebody gay, you want to put them out of church. If you're going to do that, you might need to start putting some folks out the pulpit. Or out the music department. Or off your staff, or off your usher board, or off your deacon, or out the church. Listen, all of us are dealing with something that's for God to deal. It's my job to love, to pastor, and to care. So, so, so let me, if I could, deal with these power dynamics because the problem of the power dynamic and the power uh, of position of privilege is because of distinction. 
So, so if you are a man, if you're a woman, rich, poor, black, white, red, yellow, or brown, employer, employee, guess what? When you are in Christ, the power dynamic does not matter. You still are who you are, but you're able to relate to others who have undergone a shift in the power dynamic because you and I are in Christ. Which is interesting that when uh, uh, Philemon uh, had been freed from slave, Paul sends him back to Onesimus because he says, I want you to receive him, check this, as a brother in Christ. You just missed your shell cue. Which means that if I receive you, ooh, this is good stuff, in Christ, then if I receive you as my brother and sister, then I no longer treat you like you used to be treated from a power dynamic. Uh, uh, we have different skin colors, but we got the same Jesus. We may have different stations in life, but we got the same Jesus. We may have different economic class, but we ought to have the same Jesus. We may come from different sides of the track, but we got the same Jesus. Uh, we may be either male or female, but we have the same Jesus. What are you trying to say, Pastor? This is what I'm trying to drop on you. In other words, rich folks ain't better than poor folks. God knows white folks ain't superior to blacks. The educated should not be so arrogant to those who don't have as much education. And long-time Christians should not be dismissive of those who have just been born again. All of us are in need of God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Let me... Let me... Let me get out of here. Um, your status has been upgraded... <laughs> Woo, I feel like shouting just on that. God removes the hierarchical distinctions. But if you really want to shout, here's what you can shout on and we can get out of here. Just know that your inheritance is secure. That's, that's, in, verse, that's in verse 29. Paul says, Paul says, Paul says that Jesus is the ultimate seed of Abraham. See, y'all thought it was Isaac and Ishmael. No, but, but, but Paul says that Jesus is the ultimate seed of Abraham. Which means that if Jesus is Abraham's seed, and if you and I are in Jesus, then that means that we're Abraham's seed spiritually. Which means that if we're Abraham's seed spiritually, then we are also heirs of the covenant. <laughs> Which means that if we are heirs of the covenant, that means that we are entitled to some promises. Which means that if we're entitled to some promises, then God's got some benefits for those of us who are in Christ. Now, 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 listen, I'm about to run out my shoes on this one because none of us in here that I know of is Jewish. None of us are Israelites. None of us are Hebrews. But all of us who are in Christ are the seed of Abraham. And that means that if I'm the seed of Abraham, ooh, I got the assurance of the blessings of God. 
Can, can I break it down for y'all and then I'm going to be out of here? Because this is, Cravis, this is what happened to you this morning. You don't even realize, but I'm getting ready to drop it on you right now. That the moment you and I are baptized, for real, for real, and have accepted Jesus Christ with our head and our heart. In other words, you ain't just coming up saying something or repeating what the preacher said. You believe it in your head and your heart. You believe it in your mind, in your spirit. You, you believe it and you know that God is who God says he is. Then that means that you are joined to Jesus Christ. And if Jesus is the seed of Abraham, and if you and I are joined to Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham, then you and I collectively become the seed of Abraham to whom God gave a promise. See, 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 all right, a few of y'all got it, but, but here's what I'm trying to let you know, that if I'm joined to Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham, then I'm an heir of God. But I declare one day y'all gonna learn how to shout on doctrine. I'm an heir of God and I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm trying to tell you one day you're gonna learn how to shout on good doctrine. All I'm trying to let you know is that whatever Jesus is entitled to, because you and I are joint heirs with Jesus, you and I are entitled to the same thing that Jesus is entitled to. Which, 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 which means which means that I am entitled, you are entitled to the Holy Spirit which keeps us right with God. Which means that you and I, because we are joint heirs with Jesus, we now got the Holy Ghost which nurtures us, which helps us to live the way that God wants us to live. So the Holy Ghost is more than you speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost ain't gonna let you speak in tongues and not let you speak to me in English. Preach Robert Charles Scott. I'm trying to let y'all know is that keeping the Torah ain't gonna save you. That keeping the Bible ain't gonna save you. Getting circumcised ain't gonna save you. Paying tithes and offerings ain't gonna save you. Coming to church virtually or physically ain't gonna save you because there's a whole lot of folks got all that stuff and still gonna bust hell wide open. But when you accept Jesus Christ for real, for real, and you live in the spirit, you got the promise of the spirit. You got the power of the spirit. You got the guidance of the spirit, and it's going to make you keep the word of God. In, in other words, 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 St. Paul, when, when, when you got the Holy Spirit, it'll make you want to fellowship with the saints. When you have the Holy Spirit, it'll make you give tithes and offerings. When you have the Holy Spirit, it'll make you want to give, uh, read God's word. What, 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 what did I just drop on y'all? All I'm letting you know is uh, that because you have an inheritance, you got favor. And, and, and because you got favor, you have been changed as far as your life is concerned. And I'm here to let you know that didn't happen by procreation, but that happened through regeneration. Uh, Jesus says, you must be, help me preach this thing. 
It did not happen by our goodness. For Isaiah says, for all of us are, un, are like filthy rags in his sight. Paul reminds us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't happen by our works because there are some who are more hardworking than others, but it's predicated upon our faith. God knows it doesn't happen through our shout because I know a whole lot of shouting sinners in the church, but it happens because of salvation. Y'all got to excuse me. I went back to Mississippi this past week and I got a refuel of Mississippi. And uh, yeah, I'm trying not to let my Mississippi slip, but I feel something pushing me right now. And I know that somebody who's watching me online or somebody in the church said, it don't take all that. Well, it may not take all that for you, but there's something uh, within the germ of what we do that is germane to the black church experience. And I'm not trying to be anything but who I am. And so I just need some folks at St. Paul who ain't afraid to give God praise to help me close this thing. Can I preach it the way that I feel it? Because is there anybody that know that when you got Jesus, you got favor? When you have Jesus, you got blessings. When you have Jesus, you got power. When you have Jesus, you got salvation. When you have Jesus, you have joy. And is there anybody in the church right now that ain't afraid to admit this joy that I have? The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Good morning, St. Paul. May the Lord bless you real good. But is there anybody here know there's something special about Jesus? Y'all got to excuse me, but I feel something coming over me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Is there anybody here know there's something about the name of Jesus? Jesus is Adam's redeemer, Abel's vindicator, Noah's ark, Abraham's sacrifice, Moses' burning bush, Joshua's battle axe, Gideon's fleece, Samson's power, David's shepherd, Solomon's wisdom, Jesus is Job's redeemer, Daniel's lion tamer, Isaiah's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, Jesus is Jeremiah's bomb, Ezekiel's will, in the middle of the will, Jesus is Mary's baby, Peter's storm chaser, Paul's turn around, John's revelation, Jesus is my mama's God, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, Jesus is my Redeemer, Jesus is my hope, is there anybody here that ain't afraid to call the name of Jesus, I'm closing y'all, may the Lord bless 
makes you real good. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing. It's worth. It sounds like music in my ears. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Say yes. Good God Almighty. Say yes. Do you know him? Have you tried him? Do you love him? And he all right. Say yes. Say yes. 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 about this man named Jesus. He, he's, he is. Do I have anybody in the house that know he's the game changer for your life? No, no, no. no. I need some folks that know. If, if you can't stand, just at least, if you know he's the game changer, just at least hold up your hand because somebody in the house need to know if he can make a difference in your life, he can do it in theirs. Listen, listen, I want to, I want to invite somebody who's watching me online or somebody who's in the house to get to know who this game changer is. And, and, and here's what I want to impress upon you because a whole lot of folks think once I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's it now. That's starting point. You gotta grow. You gotta be discipled. You, you gotta take the initiative to become what God will have for you to be. God saves you because of grace through your faith, but God grows you through spiritual discipline. And too many of us, we're just happy with a get out of hell free card. And we don't want to grow. Which is why so many of us find ourselves where we are. Shouting and still a spiritual babe. And been a spiritual babe for 50 years. In the Lord's church. And that's why that somebody like a Quavis. Who was just baptized this morning. Just went through CEO Christian Education Orientation. Our new disciple. That's why he if he does the work going to be further alone in a year than folks who've been part of the church for 50 years. I, I want to offer a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to lead you in a short prayer. Prayer of forgiveness, prayer of new life, prayer of brand new start. And, and if this prayer touches you, if this prayer convicts you, if you say, listen, I want a relationship with God for real, for real, uh, I, I, I take this prayer you, you pray in head and heart in my mind and my spirit 
salvation is yours. I'm going to ask you to make a decision. I'm going to ask you to make a decision. Uh, I'm going to ask you to make a decision. And, 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 and if you're introverted, like I discovered I am, who, 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 who may not like to be seen in front of folks and may not like to walk down and stuff, I'm going to ask you if you're introverted, if the Holy Spirit is pushing you, he will push you in your introversion. In other words, you're saying, I, I'm, I'm afraid to walk down. But if you got the Holy Ghost, he, 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 he will help you overcome that fear. Because what he wants you to do is watch this. He don't want you to be like Nick at night. Oh, y'all don't know who Nick at night is. Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night because he didn't want to be seen. God's saying, listen, if you're ashamed to own me before men and women, I'll be ashamed to own you before my father. I want you, if the Lord is convicting you, I want you to take the walk. Somebody will walk with you if you're afraid to walk. And we ain't going to ask you to give no speech or nothing. We ain't going to ask you to do that. We just want you to come down. I'm going to turn you over to some people that's going to help you to understand this decision that you're making and let you know what the next steps are. Is that okay? So do me in the favor as you would bow your head and repeat after me. God, I want Jesus to be the game changer in my life. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead. I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send the Holy Spirit into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Make me the person you want me to be. I want to thank you for the gift of salvation. I want to thank you for the gift of of eternal life in the name of Jesus I pray this prayer and I seal it with my amen 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 let's give God praise hear me hear me well if you're watching us on Facebook or on our church website if that prayer was meant for you I want you to do me this favor type in salvation when our digital ministers will contact you and let you know what the next steps are. If that prayer was meant for you, type in salvation. If you're listening to us on YouTube, watching us on YouTube, or listening to us on telephone, I want you to, if you would, email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your number by 5 o'clock tomorrow. Somebody's going to reach out to you, let you know what the next steps are. Marilyn, she's going to call you, let you know what the next steps are. Amen. If you're in the house, you've never been baptized, or maybe you were baptized when you were younger, but you didn't get it, and you're going like, listen, I just prayed that prayer. I'm serious. I want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I confess him as Lord and Savior. If that's you, do me this favor. If you're in the balcony or on the floor, would you hold up your hand if that was you? Would you hold up your hand? 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 Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. I see one that's coming. Will there be another? Will there be another? If you want to come as a candidate for baptism. If you want to come as a candidate for baptism, we're baptized and we're baptized. And will there be one? Will there be one? We see one that is coming. Let's give God praise for the one that is coming. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Here's my other call. Here's my other call that if you're in the house and you're saying, listen, pastor, I'm saved. I know who Jesus Christ is as my Lord and Savior. I don't have a church home. And in this pandemic, and even now, I've just been bouncing around online or bouncing around from place to place. But uh, I like what you're doing at St. Paul. And I want to anchor down and let you all 
be my tribe. I want to do life with you and I want you to do life with me. If that's you and you're in this place right now, if that's you and you're in this place right now, you don't have a church home, you don't have a pastor, you're not consistently going to the same church. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If that's you, would you hold up your hand? You're looking for a church home. Would you hold up your hand? If you're looking for a church home, I'd love to be your pastor. If I could be your pastor, would you go ahead and come on down? Would you go ahead and come on down? Let my sister by. Let her come on down. Amen. Get your purse. Get whatever you need. Amen. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Come on. Let's celebrate my sister that is coming. Here's the other call. If you're watching us on Facebook. If you're watching us on Facebook or on the, our church website, would you type in connect? Would you type in connect? When our digital minister is going to reach out to you, let you know what the next steps are. Or if you're listening to us on the phone or watching us on YouTube, email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at the church office at 704-334-5309. Somebody's going to reach out to you by five o'clock tomorrow, let you know what the next steps are. If you're in the house or watching us online and you want to reconnect, you've been away for a long time, you want to come back home, reconnect so that we'll know you're rolling with us and we're rolling with you. I give you that opportunity to come down right now because, amen, we want to know who's with us and we want to know who we are going to be responsible for caring for. So if that's you, we give you the opportunity as well to come back home if you so desire, if you so desire, if you so desire, if you so desire. The doors of the church are still open. The doors of the church are still open. Will there be another one? Will there be another one? We want to do life with you. We want to do life with you. Amen. You may take your seat. St. Paul, can you celebrate the, the ones that the Lord has sent? Amen. We could do a whole lot better than that. We could do a whole lot better than that. Here, here's what I want to let you all know. First of all, thank you all. You all are gifts to us. You're gifts to us. And we have some people that's going to meet you in the back, let you know what the next steps are as far as this moment is concerned. Um, um, if you unite with us, I'm going to be your pastor. You're going to have a whole lot more brothers and sisters that's going to love you and care for you. Um, but as you go out, we're going to shout for you. Uh, what's the new soccer team? Oh, y'all don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte FC. Charlotte FC. We're going to shout for you like Charlotte FC, the Panthers, and the Hornets as you get ready to go out. So I'm not going to shake your hand because of COVID, but I, can I just give you an elbow? Can I do that? All right. So as you all follow these lovely people, um, we're going to shout for you. So God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Let's give God praise. Oh, we can do a whole lot better than that. We can do a whole lot better than that. We can do a whole lot better than that. We can do a whole lot better than that. All right. God is great and greatly to be praised. If you would stand, we're getting ready to get out of here. 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 Usually I dismiss us from, the, from, from behind the sacred desk, but I want to dismiss us from this point right now. For those who have children in youth and children's church, uh, go out through these doors. Go to the outside doors of the, main, of the youth sanctuary. Your child will be waiting on you. Okay? So that's how we're going to do this, okay? And, and we're going to get you all out as quickly as possible. Let, let me just, let me, Scott, I'm going to ask that you just stop for a moment. I, 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 while I got you on your feet, because sometimes we think better on our feet.
Oh, we take it in stuff better than we do on our feet. I need y'all to help me with something. Social media can be good or the devil. Really can be. And there's some, been some stuff put out on social media that I'm going to cut out the hymn choir and all that stuff. I ain't never said that. Can I tell y'all part of the reason why I took St. Paul? Because we had a hymn choir. All right. Uh, we ain't have that in Mississippi. We ain't have that in St. Louis. Yeah, so, so I ain't trying to get rid of no hymn choir. I'm just trying to work with Scott, get you all back here safely and soundly as possible because we can't have a whole bunch of folks in the choir stand right now. But, we're gonna, but, but somebody put on Facebook, you know, that I was going to get rid of hymn choir and folks got their clothes all in a wad. And you know, a lie will go around the world 15 times before truth ever get up and hit the ground. Okay? I ain't said nothing like that. Nothing like that. Now, what I did say was we can't go back to doing what we used to do, having two and a half hour services. I did say we ain't going to go back and do a whole lot of stuff that we used to do. Now, that I said, but I ain't never said nothing about cutting out the hymn choir. All right? I, I ain't said nothing like that. Am I right? Did y'all hear me say that? Well, why did somebody who part of the church put that out there? Yeah. No, yeah. no ain't nothing to tell. I don't even know who it was. But regardless, I didn't say that, didn't do that. We ain't going to do that. Now, y'all hearing it from, as we would say back in Mississippi, the horse's mouth. Okay? All right. Um, so I, I, I wanted to clear that up. So tell your mama, daddy, and cutting them. That, that pastor didn't say that. Um, and and, and, and there, there, there are very few times that I address social media craziness, but, but that was kind of damaging to me and the church. And I just want to clear that up for all the saints and all y'all watching us online. All right. Heads bowed, eyes closed. God, we come and we thank you for what you've sent our way. And as we get ready to leave from this place, but never from your presence, keep us in your sovereign care. You're the game changer. And we thank you for all that you have done in this place and in this moment. Lord, bless us this week with a powerful March Gladness service. Bless the preachers, Bishop McKissick, Dr. Hale, and Dr. F. Bruce Williams. And now as we leave from this place, but never from this space, keep us in your providential care and protection until we're able to come back together again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do me this favor. I'm not going to ask you to stretch across the aisle, but can we do this doxology? Raise it, man. Raise it, raise it, raise it. And I'm not going to ask you to hold nobody's hand, but as we sing this doxology online in the house, as we sing this doxology, when we get to that good part, I just want you to lift up your holy hands and let's give God praise. Praise God. Oh, that sounds churchy. Praise him, all creatures here below.
just lift up your hands if you're able and praise him, Father, Son. There you go. And Holy Ghost. I see you online. I see you in our Zoom congregation. The three fall amen. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Amen. Amen. Do me a favor if you would. Give God praise. Take a seat. Ushers quickly dismiss the folks out. God bless you.